0: Captain of Engormous, uh, Kivers faces his job in GOG with Keeve
1: and Ellie and Zooey.
0: Hey, fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for Season 3, Episode. 19 of New Girl Fired Up. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher, and I am here with the luckiest man in podcasting, Akiva Winokur. Why Kiva, am I lucky? Because you I mean, made I'm, a I'm distasteful joke, and then we lost the audio, we, and now we're here doing it again. <laughs> do you think that was an
1: act of God? Do you think, like, what do you think happened there?
0: I think your pious lifestyle has paid off. Now, it wasn't,
1: um, let's just be clear, it wasn't a slur. It wasn't like...
0: It wasn't good. Uh, no, no,
1: no, no, Don't make me say it again.
0: <laughs> it was bad. Some people would say it's bad.
1: No, like, it was like a, like a shock humor joke, but it wasn't, it wasn't offensive to any, like... Mm, any pre- it was too no soon. No protected groups. It was too soon. No, no protected it was too groups soon. were gone after. That's
0: well, like I mean... <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> it doesn't I'll say the joke again. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from, aside from that, I mean, you must be walking on air. I was going to ask how you are, but again, like... You saved by the bell here.
1: Uh, we're both great.
0: Anyway, we have yeah. a little bit of, it's old new business. Before we get yes. to this episode, which is uh aired originally March 11, 2014. We're all the way into March in 2014 here. We'll mm-hmm. look back. Uh Dan Sinensky, um, earlier today, he he is a listener of many podcasts. Um, and he goes on these unbelievable runs and he runs like podcast names and phrases in roots. And, I, you know, we're, we're anti-running, so we don't really know. But, like, mm-hmm. an app tracks it. for An app for athletes tracks it and makes, like, you can make the words with your pathing. Am I making sense? Yeah. And he did a whole new girl, old guy spread.
1: I don't know how he does it. He spells out the names of things. I mean, I know how run. he does
0: it. It's like they track your little, little GPS. Boop, boop, yeah, boop, but boop. how he plans
1: it. Like, I feel like that's very yeah, hard to a do it accurately.
0: And we appreciate it. It was fun to see. And then he had a great line: "My pace is my jog. My pace is my jog."
1: That is very funny.
0: So thanks to Dan. Um, otherwise, uh, let's let's digest. Kevi, what would you think of Fired Up? Are you fired up for Fired Up?
1: Uh, I'm not fired up for Fired Up, but I'm not not uh, fired up for it. I, I think I think <laughs> it was a very like typical sitcom episode. You know, we're coming. We're bouncing back after a three-parter, very special episodes, and now it's like, all right, back to regular show. I. I think this episode was, was the most sitcom episode of, maybe of the series, or at least in a while.
0: I agree. Quite a bit of shtick. We haven't really been tracking sort of the physical comedy. This is definitely an episode where I don't really think about it, but when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, Mary, Mary should watch this episode. Mm-hmm. We're back. And we haven't talked about that in a while. We're sort of back to more shtick and physical comedy.
1: Yeah, a little bit more like cbs if that makes any sense, this episode.
0: And I and I'm fine with it. I enjoyed this. I thought this was easy breezy. It's mm-hmm. funny. There's no like, A story. Normally, you know, we use the the um, Pawnee Public Radio rule of like, what's the episode title, and that's the A story. But here, fired up sort of applies to the double A story, double B story. Both, you know, Jess getting fired up to uh, ask for the job she wants. Coach getting fired. Je- well, Jess fired fires up. coach,
1: and and Schmidt fires Nick. We have two right. of the core, core five firing two other members of the <laughs> core five.
0: And it's and it's double meaning Dueling too because they're also about, yeah. both getting pumped up. Like mm-hmm. Nick's getting pumped up to like re. You know, one thing I have to say is like. Does did Nick want to be a lawyer or not? Like, I feel like he's, like, sometimes the story is yep. he's thrilled he quit law school, he stayed true to himself, he wanted to be behind the bar, and then, but I'm still, like, not proving myself to the yuppies I went to law school with. Like, and I guess people can be of two minds of, of complicated issues, but it does feel a bit inconsistent.
1: Yeah, I think it is funny, and there's a lot of inconsistencies, uh, a bunch of things mentioned in this episode. I read that uh, Jess said just like earlier this season that she's an amazing volleyball player and now doesn't know how to play volleyball anymore but oh, look
0: who's reading the uh the goofs <laughs> IMDb on imdb
1: goofs. Yeah. Um, who let you read the goofs no it wasn't on imdb i forget where it was it is it, was. it
0: is on imdb it as was a goof, okay fyi
1: okay um i feel like all the goof websites are, are, are no it may have also same, been i'm just from yeah. the same site there you know there's one head goof who's like submitting all the goofs and then like i takes their goofs and wikipedia and the new girl wiki and everyone is is sort of like uh you know they're farming at the goofs is what i'm saying um yeah i think it's very consistent that uh nick is a lawyer that is that is true um yeah we're no no preamble here we're getting right into the episode
0: here well the, this i asked you about the digest and now we're digesting it together yeah not exactly, yep. Kiwi's
1: digest. We, yeah, both of us are digesting <laughs> today. It's it's like you said. Jess becomes vice principal. Nick and Schmidt deal with a lawsuit, and CC definitely the C story. CC um, dating a 20 year old.
0: I'm 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 leaven bread free. So this is all I have to digest. You know. hmm That's like 90% of my diet. I'm basically starving this week. You're,
1: are you all matzo right now?
0: Uh, you know, I, I've gotten some soups, some non-matzo ball soups, you know, when you're a, a an adult who tries to eat reasonably healthy, it's not so hard to keep Passover, it's all true. vegetables in play, all proteins in play, but when you eat 99% bread, it's like the healthiest I've ever eaten this week. Yeah. I eat and bread every day for lunch it.
1: basically. And, um, I also like my wife was leaving the house yesterday and she was like, I, I'm like, there's no food in this house. You're, like, leaving me. I'm going to, like, starve. She's like, you just had lunch. Just wait for dinner. I'm like, no, no that's not That's not how it works. Um, I needed, like, four snacks. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, <laughs> on, last week, I was going to have uh, – I, I told a, a co-worker once to go out for lunch. I said, I'm really in the mood for some soup. And he's like, are you crazy? Like, is it next week just all soup? Like, yeah, it's all soup. I'm like, oh, good point. I forgot about that.
0: Uh, my fridge is full of soup. Yeah. I mean – so tell me a uh, real quick uh, Pesach interlude. Mm-hmm. How did your youngest do with The four questions.
1: Great. Um, well, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> depends how you define youngest. But Yosef, the, 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 the important one for um, for this show, Yosef crushed it. He's he's great. They know it in uh, in, you know, they could do it in like Yiddish, German. I don't know. They know it in a lot of languages. They, they're good. Um, everyone sing. All the kids sing. I don't know. Some. F- so just to explain for the people who haven't been to a lot of seder's out there, um, there's like a there's a, p- a part of the of the Passover seder, the Passover like uh, wouldn't even call it a meal, just like whatever the whole ordeal, where like a kid <laughs> says like sings this song that are four questions, and then like, and then some families I think like all the kids sing it, but you, uh, oh the youngest one always starts, but. I don't know. In my family, they ma- my wife makes all the kids do it.
0: I think Seder means ordeal when translated, right? Yeah, it's basically
1: <laughs> ordeal. Well, you're the youngest. Did you have to Did you have to say the Manashtana, the four questions, when you were a kid?
0: Uh, Yeah, but I have a terrible singing voice, so, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, then sometimes we would actually go to family friends. I have a younger cousin. You don't really know much about my life. I have a younger cousin, mm-hmm. and when I would go to family friends for Passover, they had a younger kid there, so... Maybe I was, once the, or I was twice. never the youngest anything in
1: my life. I was like one of the oldest grandkids or whatever. So yeah. Well, you're the old guy. Yes, I am the old guy. It works.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, good, good luck with, uh, survive. What, what's your go-to Passover snack?
1: I've, re- I, they have these like bags of like, like sour cream and onion chips that are coached for Passover. And I just eat them.
0: Okay. For peach.
1: Yeah. K For peach. Uh,
0: I really treated myself. I bought some nice cheese, and I was Mm -hmm. having just some nice cheese on the matzah. Excellent snap. A little bit of of jelly on it. Chef's kiss. Also, my my daughter. Like, 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 I'm eating fruit. It's incredible. Like, me discovering vegetables in Passover. Fruit, incredible.
1: It is funny. I I think, like, I I have a hunger line, which I'll call the apple line, okay? Basically, like, (laughs) at at work, we have tons of fresh fruit uh, available every day just in the kitchen. You can take whenever you want. And I like bananas, so I'll take a banana almost every day. I the apple. But I will, ne- I will almost never have an apple. But on Passover, every day I'm having an apple because there's nothing, there's nothing else. And so here's like, the
0: question: Are you enjoying the apple? Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: I, I'm not. I, I, I don't like. I don't hate apples, but I, I sort of nothing them. They're just like a, a means to get by. So okay. I, I know I'm I, hungry if I'm eating an apple.
0: Once in a while, I get an apple. I think this is how I feel about like healthy foods. I'm going through a real broccoli phase right now, having nothing to do with Passover. Mm-hmm. I, was, I will just like roast a head of broccoli, and that's like all I'll do. Oh, for I, 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 I like broccoli. Don't, don't
1: think just because I don't like apples, then I'm a no, person. No, 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 but I'm just. I'm, t- I just I'm wanted saying to, to throw the listeners, that out there. not to you. Like, yeah. I, I, there, there's a lot of vegetables I love, and broccoli is one of them. I, I yeah, had but, uh, like broccoli matzah. All right, my, little, my whole yeah.
0: point is just I think, like, if I'm sitting here thinking about what I'd want, like, an mm-hmm. apple is like zero on the list. I agree, bananas over apples. And I think part of that is just ease of eating it. Mm hmm. Because uh, I got to slice up an apple. I'm not going teeth in. What am I, five? Like, I, it's too much dental work to risk just biting into an apple. It
1: is a lot. Like, anytime you go to the dentist for like three months afterwards, like, I think it's the, the hardest food to, like, every bite is really racked with. Like, if I was a dentist, I would give out apples because it's, it's just, you're just going to get more business.
0: But I don't think of it first. But every time I'm having something, I'm like, this is just as good. I love apples when I have them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is probably better than anything else I would reach for. But it's never going to be top of mind. So Passover, is, it's a cultural reset. You know, it's a nutritional re- reset.
1: Yeah. I mean, next week. Uh, forget about it. On Sunday, it's its over.
0: Yeah. Once we were slaves in Egypt and now we're slaves to the carbohydrate. Mm. Me acting like matzah isn't carbs. <laughs> LOL. All right. Yeah. Let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh so, so this is – we can really break this into two stories, and then we'll touch on CC at the end. Coach gets a job at school as a coach, and he's a very aggressive coach. Like, it's, it's, it goes where the kids love the tough love, but yes. he's saying some pretty aggressive things to the kids.
1: Yeah, they, they, the kids do love the tough love. I guess they, for the story, they need him to be likable, but I agree. He's, he's not a – there was a lot of – I don't know if you like – what kind of coaches you had growing up. But there was, like, the gym teachers that, like, there was a guy. And everyone loved him. He was a great guy. But his shtick was, like, he'd throw a ball, like, one inch over your head always. You know, he'd, like, put the fear of God you. He'd throw, like, oh, a dodgeball. Oh, you fired. Ball.
0: Immediate firing. Uh, on, now he on.
1: would. He never hit a kid once. Never. And, and it was back in the day, like, probably 80% chance, like, the kids would decide decided with the teacher over the parent. Now he'd be in jail. Still gym.
0: assault. Doesn't yeah. have to make contact for he, assault, you know. Yeah.
1: But so that would be his thing. He'd, like, throw the ball right over your head. So like that was the tough love. We also had a gym teacher who was like in his eighties, um, less tough love there. So I, I, I think like there's the, the gym teachers are like the, the, the players coach or the tough love one. I don't know if you ever had any tough love uh, coaches.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, well, I did gymnastics my whole life and I like went through a period where I like cried and wanted to quit and never wanted to go. I had like a mental block. Cause I, and this doesn't matter, but here we are. Uh, there was a thing called a squad on. It's literally just to go from the low bar to the high bar. And, like, even, you know, gym, like, really high-level gymnasts do it. There's, like, you know, only a few ways to get between the low bar and the high bar. You just cast, put your feet on the bar, stand up, and grab the high bar. It's really not complicated. You could, pro- well, I mean, anyone could probably just, like, do this. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't take, like, quite a bit of athleticism. But the bars were too close together, and I didn't have the perspective. Like, the depth perception was off for me when I was mm-hmm. squatted onto the bar. And so I jumped with, like, the normal force required to get to the high bar. And my face ate the bar. Like I held my hands to the bar and my face, boom, talk about dental work, Mm -hmm. smacked on the bar. So then I developed because, you know, the real enemy in gymnastics is when you start realizing you could die doing 90 percent of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you just start trying not to lose tricks like at such a rate where you can continue to do gymnastics. Right. Exactly. Anyway, um, literally
1: to the highest level, like, you know, going up to the best gymnast of all time, like everyone has this.
0: Oh, I mean, well, you know, we saw it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I ate the high bar and then was like, and I was young, I was like middle school or younger. And I like had a mental block of doing it, rightfully so. And my coach used to make me do it all day, all practice three times a week for two and a half hours until and i like couldn't move on to another rotation or any other skills until i did 50 of them which meant i was there on the bars the entire practice for weeks crying the entire time i would like leave gymnastics and my hands would be like in a claw like from the bar because you're not supposed to like be on the bars as a child for two and a half hours Mm -hmm. pretty brutal i don't think about that that often but it Mm. was not great
1: yeah no, try doing, to that. It up. <laughs> try doing that to, to Allie's kid or or Akiva's kid now. Forget about it. <laughs> you get, at 2022, I don't think it works.
0: Um. All right. What do you think of this? Like, so I, I didn't really, if I'm being honest, write down, like, every little sitcom thing. But just, like, you know, especially with the teachers, with, with the principal and with the biology teacher, right? Like, there are these little sort of cringy moments. Like... Oh, a biology teacher, like looking up uh, porno on my IP address is all research. <laughs> like, it's like I was looking for you. You weren't in my car.
1: <laughs> it, how has Brian Posehn been in a lot of episodes? I,
0: I, I mean, I would say maybe at least three. I yeah, can look fe- though.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I've like sort of seen him a lot, but now I, I don't know.
0: I mean, it was definitely in the one with all of them, and I think he's like popped in at least one or two more times.
1: Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, so he's the biology teacher. He's is he research. funny
0: or are you enjoying that part of it is, I guess, the question. I didn't really ask you a question, but now yeah, I'm Yeah, he's funny. I would I see did. more
1: of Brian Posey in, like, workplace comedy type stuff.
0: You know, he doesn't really sing for me. Okay.
1: Yeah, I could see him not being for everybody.
0: It's not like I dislike him. It's just, like the like, I'm sure he's a very talented man because he's achieving creepy. That's, like, what he's supposed to be. But I don't love creepy. All right, he has been in, let's play a little game here. He's been in one, two, this is only his second episode? Jeez, okay, whoops.
1: Yeah, doesn't it feel like more?
0: How many more do you think he's going to be in? I'll, I'll spoil you and say at least one more because I thought he had been in one. I'll say so.
1: he's in five total.
0: Okay, you're close, but you're not right. Allie from the editing room, it's six.
1: All righty. So anyway, by the way, uh, is there no superintendent or school board at this school like the principal promotes a random teacher who's been there for a week, six months to be the assistant principal? And she's like, I've grinded forever at this school. Like, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Well, Coach, I mean, I think that's – I think what is true is, like, there's two kinds of people, and I think it can often fall into sort of, like, gender lines, but I also think, like – It's just two types of people. Like, some people ask for what they want and feel very confident. And, like, those are the people who usually get ahead. And then there are people like me who just kind of like put their head down and work and try to get noticed. And those people never go anywhere. So, my mom, the Jude, her biggest line our whole lives is you don't ask, you don't get. And that's sort of coach's principle that he works with Jess to achieve. What I think you're getting at, which I agree with, is like, Vice principal is not a job that nobody wants. Right, not everybody wants to be vice principal, but there's i mean you know this right you were a teacher, like there are definitely teachers who want to go into the administration route
1: it yeah it, it's like it's not a cushy job it, it, it's you know, but it's like probably pays a lot more, and you could argue maybe has like less day to day like prep sometimes than than being a teacher or something I don't know yeah it, it's it's insane that she's just like, oh yeah, whoever wants you could be a teacher.
0: Uh, there, there is the uh, whole mix-up of Jess saying take advantage of me which is n- no one would ever say that but maybe Jess would especially someone who's bad at asking for what they want maybe I can relate to that and uh, Principal Foster responds um, with fetishizing Asian women but what I bring this up for is that normally you see IMDb goofs what I have never seen is a category on IMDb called Factual errors. Wow. <laughs> Principal Foster spoke of Christy Yamaguchi having been at Lily Hammer. Yamaguchi won gold in Albertville yeah, and I was not an Olympian in Lily Hammer. And That's I died not. at that factual correction. Yeah, I mean, Lily Hammer,
1: is, Lily Hammer is the most famous, you know, the, the, the uh, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, Oksana Bayul. One. If no.
0: my life depended on it, I could not yeah. tell you where Lily Hammer is
1: oh all right let's you're gonna guess countries until you get it such
0: that i ignored this joke until factual errors brought it to my attention like i didn't even understand what he was talking about
1: all right you have to guess what country lily hammers in until you get it let's go
0: i don't even know where albertville is if i'm being honest
1: albertville's in france
0: okay why were there two why were there winter olympics back-to-back or was lily hammer summer olympics
1: no it was back-to-back basically um the Olympics Co- used to be COVID a, pandemic summer. No, summer and winter were always the same year. And then it'd be four years off, which also makes no sense. So like they realized, let's let's move it. So then they started, OK, 94 is going to be another winter and then summer will be 96. So instead of having it. Two and OK, so it was two, and two
0: years apart. Just but for that's one because time. they were doing a, it was a cultural they reset. They were moving
1: it. Yeah, it was a cultural reset. But now okay. what country what country is in? <laughs> All right,
0: I know it's a winter Olympics, so it can't be like, I don't know, somewhere hot. Mm-hmm. Is it, let's start with, uh, is, it some, is it a place, is it knowable? Like I mean, yeah. everybody knows yeah, it. Yeah, it is knowable. Literally.
1: Everyone knows this country.
0: <laughs> is it Russia? Not Russia. Is it European? Yes. Ugh, come on. I'm not going to know it. Is it like a Stan?
1: It's not a Stan.
0: <laughs> is it Poland?
1: It's not Poland.
0: Am I warmer? Am I Does Lillie sound Polish? No, it doesn't sound anything to me. Is it, is it the Netherlands? Mm-mm. It sounds very, like, Norwegian to me.
1: Yeah, it is Norwegian.
0: Is it? <laughs> well,
1: if it sounded Norwegian, why didn't you guess Norway?
0: Because <laughs> I had already guessed Netherlands, and then I was like, now it sounds Norwegian. It yeah, sounds it was Norway. wild. There was
1: like 300,000 people watching the cross-country skiing. They love their winter sports.
0: All right. Well, listen. I feel comfortable being vulnerable with this audience, all right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. won't edit this out.
1: Imagine, NBA, more people watch the figure skating in, uh, in Lillehammer than they watched the Super Bowl that year
0: i mean i was only three years old and and does that count for anything
1: i mean and you were probably very into like the do you think you were team harding or kerrigan at that point
0: also can we just laugh that like i'm blaming the fact that i didn't watch this olympics to not know that that was a city in norway like i should just know that in my life now (laughs) but (laughs) yeah that's fine all right so um uh, yeah but the tanya harding nancy kerrigan of it all i saw i tanya so I should have known this also. hmm Anyway, all right, let's didn't move on. I think we talked so much habit. figure
1: skating and gymnastics. I
0: didn't think we'd talk at all. I didn't think <laughs> you were going to show up to this podcast. Um, so so Jess gets the job. Coach tries to dump Gatorade on her. Uh, an anonymous question asker wrote, have you ever had uh, Gatorade dumped on you, Coach Aid dumped on you? Is this really a thing? Seems like a TV thing. I mean, it's, it's really a thing. It hasn't happened to me. I've never coached anyone.
1: Yeah, I think it's mostly football because it's outside. Like it, it would be an insane thing to do in a gym, right? Uh, and it's not very soccery, so it's really a football thing. Coach, I think it's it probably I think
0: probably went. more other outdoor sports probably do it in like high school, if I were guessing. Yeah, Just like, I'm like sure, I could shtick. see
1: a lacrosse coach getting dumped on, but I, you can't do it in the gym. It would be it would be like a massacre.
0: Okay, who was in the Super Bowl this year? It was blue and orange? Blue versus orange, right? Mm-hmm, Yeah. T- tell me the teams again.
1: The Rams and the Bengals.
0: OK, so I was at my brother's watching the Super Bowl and I love the only bet I care about is the Gatorade. And my mm-hmm. brother's like, it's going to be orange. So is orange. I was like, no, it's not. The Rams would never dump orange Gatorade on the coach against the Bengals if they win.
1: It's a good. Honestly, and what happened?
0: It was blue. And I can't believe I didn't put money on it. He, I'm a genius. I mean, that's
1: a very good point by him. Very Lasher-esque. I just think...
0: How is that a good point by him? That was my point.
1: Oh, it was your point? Oh, I thought you said He said, said it. it's right. always
0: orange. It's not worth it. It's like always orange. The odds are... And I was like, there's no world that the Rams are dumping Bengals Gatorade on their coach if they win the Super Bowl.
1: No, that's a good point.
0: Cheap. Good point by him. Get the hell out of here. Do they
1: always... I just though, assume it's the man who said the smart thing. Sorry. I don't... What... <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um... What... Oh my they God, always... I just
0: took a sip of coffee and just like choked and he said... <laughs>
1: Do they always um, spill Gatorade?
0: And this, At the end of the Super Bowl?
1: Like, the bed is void if nobody gets Gatorade dumped.
0: Yeah, right? but I think they always do it. I mean, talk to Chester. That's really more of a 32 fans conversation. I'm just
1: thinking, because, like, I don't pay so much attention to it, but you'd imagine, like, Bill Belichick, probably not a big fan of getting Gatorade on his head.
0: Who cares? If you've won the Super Bowl, that's part of true. the shtick.
1: He's already thinking about the next year when he won the Super Bowl. He's, like, already thinking about the first week of the next
0: season. Allie from the editing room, here to fill in where 32 fans refuses to. Um, according to the lines, um, there was no Gatorade in 2017 when the Patriots won, in 2013 when the Ravens won, uh, The tw- in 2004 when the Patriots won, and in 2002 when the Patriots won. So, I mean, you tell me, is it just that the Patriots win all the Super Bowls or are they spoil sports and they don't do the Gatorade all the time? Who cares? Back to the show. All right, speaking about thinking about the next season, Jess comes to Principal Foster and says mm-hmm. there's a problem with the budget. I love when he's like, do we have too much money? That's very you. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how Jess, subtle, but I feel like Jess is going through their, like, first in, last in, first out, like, fire the newer teachers, and she, like, gets to Coach's page, and she's like, Ernie. No, wait, that's Coach. Like, like she quickly, like, doesn't remember his real name is Ernie.
1: Uh, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, because I think as a listener, you're right there with her. Like you don't remember that he's Ernie. Um,
0: and then she's gonna fire him, and of course the coach, the kids show up with a Letterman jacket that says Coach Coach. I, am I crazy? They later talk about the distinction between Coach Coach and Coach Coach, and I hear a distinction. This is not like Nick with the silent K.
1: Well, you're gonna kill me, but I have I have to go get my computer charger. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to just entertain the audience
0: for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please hurry back. All right. So I'll just talk this out. So now I'm having to discuss alone the most insane take that I have. That's perfect. But I do think, like, Coach Coach is, like, cutesy. Like, Coach Coach versus Coach Coach. Anyway, let's move on. Good thing Akiva's not here to hear this, and now he never will because he would never listen to this. Um Winston here is interesting because he probably has the biggest role in both stories while having the smallest role of the five, not including CeCe. Uh, But I do like this little silent treatment he gives Jess in response to having fired Coach. It's a good way to sort of communicate that the Loft has heard the news without us having to hear the news again that we've already seen. So I thought that was a nice little device there. Um... And then, you know, Jess is moved by how much Coach loves the kids, how much the kids love Coach, and they decide to go to the game anyway, Uh, listen up, you no-talent idiot babies, that's how I should have introduced the podcast, honestly, when Keith gets back, I'll call him a no-talent idiot baby, and we'll see if he remembers, Um, but... Jess confronts Principal Foster and, like, every good, like, high school, middle school sitcom. They decide to think creatively, and they'll find an entire salary in the budget by doing a bake sale, or in this case, renting out the multipurpose room to local clubs. Um, but I'm happy Coach is going to get to stay. Because this is, I think, a great sort of device here. Like, let's get Coach in the school so now we can have a, develop a relationship that they've, you know, spent time on between... Jess and coach they'll have something outside of of being Nick being their mutual connection it, it it coach can now have relationships with other people in the school and uh yeah I just think it's a really smart uh, right. way to play it welcome back you idiot baby <laughs> that's an inside joke between me and the listeners okay <laughs> um, all right so I wrapped up the whole story the last thing you're, you're back in a perfect uh, place. What do you think of the move to get Coach into the school? Because we find out that he's going to stay because they're going to, like, have a bake sale or something, and they get to keep Coach in the Coach role. I really – spoiler alert, I just told the listeners, I really like this um, as a way to sort of further develop the connection between Jess and Coach and to move, like, into another zone. uh, Like, they can sort of move the narratives more into Jess's school with other coworkers and having two main characters in the same environment.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, also, Coach being a coach makes a lot of sense.
0: I don't know <laughs> if it's going to
1: happen, but Coach even, like, having his own interactions with maybe some of the people we know in the school would be funny. I don't think that's going to happen too much, but it would, you know, would work also possibly.
0: And I'm trying to think, like, this has definitely happened in other sitcoms, like, George Elaine gets George a job. Um, I mean, that's short-lived, but it's like they they played with that. I think Chandler, Rachel maybe gets Chandler a job. Does that sound right? Allie from the editing room. I don't care. I know this is wrong. I'm thinking of Chandler being handcuffed to Rachel bo- in Rachel's boss's office. Don't at me. Couldn't care less. But like here, like you're saying, it makes, it just lines up. It's, it's bulletproof. Like coach being a coach makes complete sense. And like, we haven't really explored just job uh, in a social way since, um, you know, Nick broke into Principal Foster's pool, uh, hot tub. And I also really like that Jess is now going to be his superior. So that's an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, Jess being his boss, I hadn't really thought about, other than the fact that she literally already fired him once, uh, is is interesting.
0: So let's get to the, the Nick side of things, the Nick and Schmidt side of things. Basically, the setup is Schmidt's having storage issues, you know, Everything that once fit into his apartment now doesn't. And I get it, because he just furnished a full loft, and now he's sharing a four-bedroom apartment with five people. Uh, And they decide, let's put all of your storage in the storefront that you're leasing.
1: Kind of smart. I wish my wife would, like, buy a storefront just to get rid of all the stuff she has here and the kids have here.
0: She should get rid of you. She should put you in the storefront.
1: She has probably (laughs) considered putting me in what is essentially a storefront many times, yes. (laughs)
0: Um, some funny jokes about the caboose, uh, like you know, stickish, but gets a laugh. fellow passengers in the caboose of life. I, I, I did like that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody wanders in and Schmidt entertains selling his stuff. Here's my question, because the guy, classic slip and fall here, the guy's like falls holding his arm. I'm gonna sue the crap out of you. Do you think the guy and this is like not the point of the story, was this a setup? Is this a guy going into stores, pretending to buy things, doing a slip and fall, or I think, what?
1: I think he like walks into every store like eyeing it out, and then like, oh, if it's good enough, he, he does the slip and fall. He's,
0: yeah, this guy's got expensive the stuff. Their suit. insurance must be huge. And mm-hmm. then, turns out, not so much. Uh, all right. I did, well, a little anti-Semitism, but again, gets the laugh. Schmidt comes in, access to premium legal counsel should be every Jew's birthright. Yeah but what really got me here is Winston's and the jury will see that there is no justice for the Hebrew man, not in these United States. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like legal courtroom dramas like Winston?
1: Uh, When I was a kid, I liked, I watched some of them, but now no, I I haven't really, I haven't watched any. What about you? Were you into them?
0: It's never really been for me because mostly, you know, my dad was a lawyer. A couple of my friends went to law school before I did. And like, You cannot watch a legal show with a lawyer. You could watch with me because I enjoy pop culture and I enjoy myself. But I started watching, like, How to Get Away with Murder with my dad. And he was like, oh, yeah, because that's what a law school looks like. Oh, yeah, because that's what a classroom would be like. And I'm like, save it. This is television. Is that
1: that your Billy Lasher impression? Yeah.
0: Or, like, my friend Jenna, like, can't watch Suits because it's, like, so not She's realistic. She's also
1: a princess. Oh, no, sorry.
0: <laughs> like, I so, but, like, generally, it's never been my favorite because I don't like things that are scary or sad or, you know, like, I watch, like, you know, I like my drama to be about, like, real estate deals falling through with, like, hot women at the helm of the deal. i <laughs> not, not, like.
1: Is that a specific show? Yeah. Hot women like, doing real estate?
0: Yeah, that's like every show right now. Selling oh, Sunset, oh, Selling okay. Tampa. Oh, Selling okay. Tampa. A, Selling a reality show. Oh,
1: shows. Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah, um, I did love. So Winston suggests that Nick be his lawyer, and I love who. Vivica a dropout. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> like, good. That's not even good because like it doesn't rhyme with that, but like it's such a funny joke.
1: I also like you don't. She may have been in the news like that that year, and we don't remember. Like there's a line I forget who says to who in this episode the medium talent line. Do you remember who says that to?
0: The medium talent.
1: You know, one of the other people calls the other person a medium talent. In this oh. uh, like towards the beginning of the episode.
0: I barely remember to show up here. Okay.
1: Okay, but like if you remember it, like had just come out. I think that uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase got into a big argument, um, and like uh, Murray's like big insult to Chevy Chase was medium talent. He started yelling at him. So uh, that was like okay. in the news then, which is why it shows up here in this episode of New Girl.
0: I mean, she was in Sharknado 2 in 2014. <laughs> you think that's the, the callback?
1: Uh, uh, Nick, no, it was uh, Nick <laughs> says, uh, what, oh, is he the guy in Star Wars Medium Talent?
0: No, 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 I'm saying Vivi I know, K, I know. Fox.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think it was just like they were just having fun with, uh, with that name.
0: What do you think speaking of fun with names, courtroom Brown, you like that as a nickname?
1: Yeah courtroom Brown is pretty good. I like judge courtroom Brown is pretty good
0: mm. that's like Judge Joe Brown you know Judge Joe Brown
1: yeah, but i it was I'm just thinking was Judge Joe Brown already around like are they are they like Judge
0: Joe Brown I feel like
1: it's been around right
0: was was around
1: yeah, so then they're sort of like stealing his thunder.
0: Well, I don't like Judge. I think courtroom Brown is different than Judge Joe Brown. But if Judge courtroom Brown, I think, is working too hard. Let's judge. see when Judge Joe Brown. I don't think his show's still on. Um, let's. He got see. arrested
1: himself, Judge Joe Brown. Oh no! He got a, he got verbally abusive during a courtroom battle, with like a. While he was, was the battle. judge. No, he was the. I think it was like a paternity <laughs> or something.
0: Oh um, let's see. This is not talking about the show at all.
1: No, you gotta click on JoJo Brown, and the show JoJo Brown have different wiki pages.
0: Okay, but jo- they should mention the show. They
1: should mention the show. It's very bizarre. They don't it even. A, really, it is a very bizarre is, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. This page. is
0: Wikipedia. You oh, know, so like, the show's like off t- the air
1: by the time that, by the time this new girl episode airs.
0: Really? Yeah. But I'm I'm feeling like I'm seeing reruns on like, Channel Nine all the time I know. or something. Okay. Back in the day. All right. So when did Judge Joe Brown end?
1: 2012.
0: Wow. First, but it's, so is it not even in syndication anymore?
1: No, I don't think they syndicate shows like that. You know that, yeah, I don't know. All
0: right, well, I guess maybe because he, all right, whatever. That was, didn't see to have that on my NGOG bingo card.
1: They have Hot Bench (laughs) now. Do you know about Hot Bench?
0: Oh, I know about Hot Bench. They got three judges up there. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the legal show I like. The reality, when I go, my grandma loves Judge Judy, and I I watched, like, 80 hours of Judge Judy when I was there not too mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, my, and, my
1: my grandfather, my father used to say about my, uh, my, uh, grandfather's wife, like, her rabbi is Judge Judy. She would love, she loved Judge Judy.
0: We, we love to see it. All right, so, um... They make a deal on a $4 retainer here. Nick's reviewing the documents. He's struggling here. And, like, not to be all my dad and my friend Jenna about it, but, like, no, you cannot practice law in California just because you take the bar. No. And when did he take the bar? Did we know he took the bar?
1: Or is this, like, a new Yeah, we knew that.
0: We knew that because when he talked about how it was his choice to be a bartender, he says that he sat for the bar and passed it just to prove he could. Mm -hmm. You can do an apprenticeship in California. Okay. But... He did not do that either. Isn't you that can't Kim just K like take the bar. Do? What?
1: Isn't that what Kim K tried to do? She's cr-
0: she's doing it. She didn't try to do it. She's doing
1: she, it. She didn't apprentice she passed the bar already? She's
0: no, she's in the process. It's a four year process. It's a long process.
1: Ah, got it, got it, got it.
0: That's why it's like I mean, maybe it's revealed later that Mick did a four year apprenticeship under the tutelage of an admitted attorney, um, and, and took the baby bar and the bar, but I, I I doubt that. Anyway, I digress. I'm being annoying. I should be saying it in like this voice, like Oh, yeah, because that's really what it's like to practice in the state of California. (laughs) Um, Winston, a real hero, carrying through these scenes with Nick, I think, uh, playing the the plaintiff. I already answered that during background. Like, that was good shtick to me.
1: Yeah, a lot of shtick. This is a shtick-heavy episode.
0: We love shtick. We're shtick. We do shtick. This whole podcast is shtick. But all right. Uh... Jess fires up Nick inadvertently to go stick it to the man here but also not be a cog in the wheel. Nick walks in. I love when he's like this building is a mess or disaster whatever he says and he's from the firm Cooper Bishop and Ferguson and introduces Winston as Winston F- Ferguson, not Winston Bishop, which is also in the name. I love that he calls the stenographer Madam Secretary. Mhm. <laughs> um what do you think of this scene in general? I mean, this is like really where the physical comedy comes into play, very bumbly, shtickish.
1: I mean, Nick Falling is is a laugh out loud scene, right? I think that gets like the that gets like the mera memorial like uh Yeah,
0: in the mera meter it's a 10.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh you know, I think that was very funny. Now, does he fall on purpose, Nick?
0: Yeah, that's the bit. Like he's he they, they pitch a $20,000 settlement. It's clear that he's bungling it. I mm-hmm. do love the, this is also very sikami, the uh, use of the stenographer reading back the exchanges. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to stall a little bit. Watch this. Could the lady typer read that back? Um, and then they go outside, and that's when Nick's like, trust me, like, I'll get us out of this. And then he gives the screws to Schmidt. So somehow he took the screws out of the chair.
1: Ah, right, 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 I actually watched this episode twice, which I don't normally do.
0: <laughs> I mean, I did love this screaming, you're negligent. Um, I'll file, p- and, and then this is, he makes a good point. This is not a bad tactic. I mean, I don't think it's so much the chair that gets them out of it. It's the threat of the amount of paperwork this goon is going to put them through. And at some point, it's just like not worth it to go through this.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good tactic, though. I think, like, beca- especially now that it's, like, it's going to be $20,000, like, the lawyer's like, all right, we're not getting a big cut of this anyway. Let's just cut our losses today.
0: Um, so, like, that's, you know, played for laughs. Let's get to CeCe at the bar before we wrap up here. I mean, the idea that CeCe's biggest plot point now is going to be that she's going on a date with a 20-year-old. What do you think I, of that? I I'm leading the witness here.
1: Yeah, I assume it's not great, but I assume we're just setting them up like that, this is going to be her boyfriend for the rest of the season. Or at least for the next few episodes, that's your that's prediction my guess. is
0: this guy is going to be her boyfriend for then the rest why else of the season. are we
1: why else are we seeing him?
0: Rock bottom. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Like that. So that's the next few episodes. It's just going to be all rock bottom for Cece. I guess. I,
0: I don't know. But like, not to be ageous about it, but like, Cece who wants to start a family, who was going to marry Shivrang like, to get going right away. Now dating a twenty-year-old. I don't love it for her. I'll tell you that for free.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. This for her character, for her on the show, it's all bad.
0: I do love the guys applauding and Nick being like, "I'd love to comb your hair, you hunk." <laughs> like that, like the, the the peanut gallery of the guys does make me laugh. Yeah. And and then we we end the show with a very nice moment of Jess, like deep in the throes of her job, with her fell asleep with her little light on, and Nick's coming in like power couple. Uh, so it ends in a good place for Nick and Jess.
1: yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's very little Nick and Jess this episode, but yeah, they end up in a good place at the end of the episode.
0: Sorry, I mean, for Nick and Jess, like yes, yeah
1: yeah, 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 that is true,
0: so who won the episode? Spoiler, alert, we only have one one uh contribution from someone who did not fill out what their name was, so an anonymous take uh says it sort of like, felt like there was barely an A story. It was more like two B stories still. I feel like maybe Coach won. Who do you think won the episode, Kiwi?
1: I think Coach keeping his job helps, but he did get fired during the episode, so I don't know. Um, I, ultimately, the answer is Jess, right? She got promoted to vice principal. I think we have to give it to Jess.
0: I agree completely. She got her fronted job. She found a way to fight to keep him. She gets the job she wants. A thousand percent she's the winner nick is the other like i mean schmidt ultimately gets out of a uh, two thousand dollar settlement but he's still in the in shitsville uh i think he's been a big loser like since he cheated on elizabeth and cc he hasn't really recovered from that yet mm-hmm. um winston's barely in it coach okay he gets a job that he i don't think really needed he was personal training uh, although he likes it Nick could be a winner here because he ultimately wins the case, but it's in such a losing way. And what's the prize that he, pr- he stuck it to those yuppies he went to law school with that he previously didn't care about just to be a clear winner?
1: Yeah, I, I think this is one of the ob- more obvious ones of the whole season.
0: All right, before we get to the banana minute, uh, I want to make a plea here. You know, we're, we're really stagnant on reviews. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad. I feel... A lack of motivation, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll still be here when we can be here, <laughs> day in and day out, <laughs> twice a week, once every two weeks. But, you know, if you like the podcast, tell a friend, leave a review, rate and subscribe, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. You could go to uh, anchor.fm slash Guy and click through to wherever you want get to th- get to. You could get through there. Uh, you could always go to our questions link. I mostly put it in the show notes of... So you could click through to it on your podcatcher of choice. Or you can uh, check it out in my pinned tweets, at Lash Tweets. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26 while we're plugging that. Um, all right, we, we teased a banana minute about Cricket the Frog. Uh, we heard from the New Girl Old Guy chat that we have not played the Cricket the Frog banana minute. So here we go, kicking it over to Yosef. <coughs>
1: What kind of minute should we do right now?
0: Uh a up a minute that banana's
1: doing. Okay, wait, so this next week is purim, the Jewish holiday where you dress up, right? Uh. So what are you dressing up as? What is banana dressing up as?
0: What dressing
1: up as? Uh a gun. You're dressing up? That's a pretty cool costume, a gun. A gun. Yeah, now I have a question.
0: What
1: what is this, um, what is your brother dressing up as? Mm,
0: cricket the Frog.
1: Who is Cricket the Frog?
0: Elmo's friend.
1: Oh, Elmo's friend is Cricket the Frog? Yeah. That's a good costume.
0: And,
1: and what are you dressing uh, up as?
0: Mmm, just.
1: What kind of Ninja.
0: File this under the IMDb goofs, because you already told us that Noam uh, went as a COVID tester.
1: And what, and what did I, we say that he was going to be?
0: Well, you said that Yosef said his brother was going to be Cricket the Frog.
1: Well, he's got two brothers.
0: Oh, he does?
1: I think. <laughs> <laughs> who could track how many kids I have? Anyway.
0: But he meant Kermit the Frog. Who... He meant
1: Kermit. Well, yeah, he, he, I cut him off, but he was saying, Elmo, well, he said Elmo's friend, and then as I cut him off, he was saying, you know, when Cookie Monster's friend, too.
0: Yeah but that, I I don't believe I think he's he's confusing the universes.
1: Yeah, he's mixing up the universes but The I've Muppet got, Sim- Cinematic Universe sad, I got some sad news for you. The kids today they don't really know Sesame Street.
0: I mean I, I mean kids you're just speaking for all kids now? Like my my brother's uh good friend uh, dress up as he had a life size like I think he was Big Bird, his wife is Cookie Monster, his kids Elmo. He's mm-hmm. in the Elmo well, costume Elmo. for Halloween and Purim. like he's he's living his fantasy here. Kids do up know like Elmo,
1: Elmo still, but I don't think like my kids don't watch a lot of Sesame Street or have never really.
0: All right, well they're too busy worrying about dressing up as guns. Like that well, feels that's like, like not more they, of a I, I, user I, I don't error. Don't
1: blame me. That's banana <laughs> dressed up as a gun. That is not. I'm not his banana's parent. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do a quick Garnerman, because it's a big week for the Garns. Uh, I almost sent you some things, but it's, it's sort of your thing, so I didn't want to step on your toes here. Mm-hmm. But as I set the one minute, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so here's a
1: weird story. So uh, Jennifer Garner, we haven't talked much about it, but she's in a four-year relationship with the CEO of a company I've never heard of. His name is John Miller. They've been dating for four years. She had her 50th birthday party on Saturday. Wow. Big weekend for birthdays. Uh, she was able to go to her birthday party, and what was there? Uh, her children and the guy's children. After four years of dating, their kids finally met. It seems interesting, right?
0: I don't yeah. Know.
1: Like I understand, like not introducing, you know, your kids to your boyfriend on a divorce or whatever. Single mom, day one. But four years—that's a long time to potentially meet your step siblings. But maybe it's getting very serious with her and John Miller. I don't know. Listen, she's got to get serious. She's got to win the breakup with with Ben Affleck. And right now, well, it's tough times.
0: What about Donnie Osmond? Do you see that?
1: Yeah, I yeah, look, I, I saw a Donnie Osmond headline, but you know, I, I went with the I went with the the relationship one.
0: I mean, you, she she got surprised by Donnie Osmond. She was thrilled. It's very cute video on Instagram.
1: hmm Yeah, 50th birthday.
0: All right, that's it. Had to plug that in. It's a very sweet video to watch, but sadly we can't talk any more about it at all.
1: hmm Not allowed.
0: All right, Kev, that'll do it for us here. Uh, you can check out Renap and Thirty Two Fans, Thirty Two Fans Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, follow Kev Twenty Six. He he does a very good job of promoting those podcasts. No, oh, please. Uh, you know, I'm just chilling.
1: We never Chester and I never tweet about Thirty Two Fans. The, the, this podcast gets more tweets than any of my other podcasts.
0: All right, uh, season three, episode twenty, next week, Keeve, You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mars landing.
1: Yeah, I don't even have a guess. Mars landing. Um, I'm going to say Nick gets very into space.
0: All right. Let's see if we're going to space next week. Uh, until maybe then. Maybe to the moon. You know. Bye. <laughs> see you I want you. and Akiva going to talk a TV show and maybe Jenny Garner. So don't go anywhere father now, a key finale, all the way to the finale, his face is his job, she's the captain of N-G-O-G.